you know, we're the last line of defense. And really, the comedians are the last uh, the voice of truth in this whole thing. Hi, this is Meatloaf. Okay, kids, you know what time it is? You know what time it is? It's Outlaw Radio Time! This is Sean Young on Outlaw Radio. <laughs> it's Robert Hayes. I'm here on Outlaw Radio with Magic Matt, a.k.a. The Weasel. We are here to drink. We're here to smoke. We're here to interrupt. Hi, this is Chuck Woolery at Lighten Up Lounge on Outlaw Radio. There's lots of fun, guys. Be back. Two and two. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we smoke. We drink, and occasionally we bother people who look old and weak. Hi, this is Rick Dees with Magic Matt, a.k.a. Mr. Cigar, in the Lighten Up Lounge. We drink, we smoke, we... Big fat Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Look at these smiling faces around Outlaw Radio Headquarters, the Lighten Up Lounge, this 1876 Virginia City Nevada Bar. Lori Daddy Jr., look at her. She's right there. Smiling. And uh, my buddy Tattoo Dave, who wasn't sure he was going to make it today, but I'm sure glad he's here. Likewise. Day, day, day. Mark C.G. Boyer, who was sure he'd make it, and... Uh, there he is. <laughs> yeah, I know you're disappointed. <laughs> no, I'm glad you're here, Mark. He, he suffers from ailments. Why? Because he eats every crappy thing on the planet, bags of crap. And so, you know, then he gets really big and his kippadada, my, uh, my dear departed uh, comedian friend, used to say, if you, if you can't see your shoes... When you look down, then uh, you're not in great health. Nope. And I worry, and I worry about you, Mark. Thank you. But you, <laughs> uh, I mean, you do you ever think about death? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And do, <laughs> oh, okay, but do do you ever think that perhaps you could curb the? You know, it's not about the quantity with you; it's about the quality or lack thereof of the stuff that you eat, Mark. Yes, that's an accurate statement. But he's not. I don't think he's going to change. I think he's going to be found dead with well, a bag oh of Fritos. Wait, with a bag of Fritos <laughs> in it, look, ne- next look, to him. Look at the table. Yeah. Do you see? No. Okay. I don't know what point you're trying to prove, but it ain't working. Well, let's see. There's nothing here. I see hot wasabi cashews. But I, you know, I I look out for you as much as I possibly can. And Paul Staples, pyrotechnics guru for Hollywood for (laughs) many, many. The master blaster. Yeah, many, many years. He's done all the great movies that require pyrotechnics. Did it, did it. And then there's Lori, who doesn't eat at all, and she's uh, very happy with her, uh, as she puts it, her new physique, because she's lost, I think, six pounds, and that makes her happy. Right, Lori? Well, what? I lost um, 12. Yeah, well. But who's counting, right? Yeah, uh, You've never looked heavy to me, man. You've always been just right. Always. Wow. I couldn't imagine Lori heavy ever. Yeah, she's never been. She's never been heavy. Yes. That's Lori Daddy Jr., our producer. And this was a weird one that came in from Michael Hershenson. Michael Hershenson, oh. uh, by the way, one, it's one of these mics that's humming, so let's bring down the one that's humming, Lori. Probably not the first time uh, we've all heard that. Hmm. 
Da, 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 da. Are you for missing? You for missing? You for missing? Hey. Looking for Peter. Yeah. That's a callback to the first hour. If you want to understand it, go back to the first hour. Um, this came in from Michael Hershenson. The man behind the biggest casting company in Hollywood called The Casting Company. They cast the biggest movies. Jurassic Park, uh, the James Bond movies, the list goes on and on. Michael was a... He was a regular cast member on Outlaw Radio. And then when we moved to our new digs here on the other side of the valley... He uh, he, sto- he stopped coming, and I have invited him. He's a curmudgeon. Uh, he's, uh, we love to fight about politics. I love this man. He'll go as far as the airport. Y- yeah. Well, yes, Van Nuys Airport. Right. That's about as far as he'll, he'll come halfway <laughs> to where we reside here on Outlaw <laughs> Radio in these digs. Mm-hmm. This 1876 Virginia City, Nevada-style bar. And I've been trying to get his ass over. And then, you know, finally I just stopped because he said, I ain't coming. It's like, okay. Oh. So this this company of his, when I say they were the biggest, they were absolutely the biggest. All the Ron Howard movies, the Spielberg movies. He was even in a Spielberg movie. Oh. Hook. He was in Hook because one day Spielberg's thinking, you know, the guy playing the umpire in that uh, ball game. Remember the the on Hook the the ball game that they were playing. He said he he, he ain't doing it for me. He said Michael and Michael has a beard, curmudgeonly bastard. He said, you know, you give it a shot. So that's Michael in, in Hook playing the umpire, saying yeah. strike. <laughs> so there's Michael Hutchinson, the head of the casting company. So what do you have to say? He sent me this email last Sunday, completely out of the blue. And this boy, does this typify who Michael Hershenson is? I know it must sound weird, but here it is Sunday morning. And I, and I am worrying about, is Jennifer Aniston still suffering from dry eye? What? Did that come between her and Brad? <laughs> Makes you wonder, huh? <laughs> no, no, I I must have missed these headlines. Does anyone in this 1876 Virginia City, Nevada style bar recall hearing that Jennifer Addison was suffering from dry eye? Laurie? No. You keep up on the checks and showbiz. Yeah. Was that like fake tears or something? I know. Is that like I, a joke? I, I, no, but it makes you wonder, huh? And then he goes on to say, and how, and how does Lizzo keep from chafing her inner thighs? <laughs> oh, God. Hmm. And then he just simply says, that's all, folks. And then, (laughs) after that, there's one more. Of course. He simply says, up yours. Oh. (laughs) And then he gives the definition. Yours. 
possessive pronoun <laughs> used to refer to a thing or things belonging to or associated with the person or people that the speaker is addressing. <laughs> the choice is yours. It's no business of your, sup yours, also up your ass. Regular slang and exclamation expressing contemptuous defiance or rejection of someone. Oh. And that's oh. it. Wow. And that's it. And that's my, that's the man who was the head of the biggest casting company in Hollywood. <laughs> Michael Hutchinson. That's funny. So to that I'd like to say Michael, I love you and uh, yeah. up yours, buddy. <laughs> Uh, Avatar 2, we were talking about Avatar last week, and I I asked our roundtable, our Demons of Decadence on Outlaw Radio, if anyone had seen Avatar 1. Because it's a real sleeper. I had never met anyone that watched Avatar, Paul. And uh, and my, my buddy here, Tattoo Dave, said yes, but he was dragged to the thing by his spousal equivalent. Mark C.G. Boyer, I assumed, saw it. Yes, dragged by little ones. Not children, by the way. I'm not going to go any further. Uh, Lori Downey Jr. did not see Avatar no. because nope. I think we were uh, we were together at the time. Oh, and so neither one of us had any inclination to see friggin' Avatar. Well, you always pick the movies, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's three and a half, three hours and twenty minutes. I'll never get back. Is that is it that long? Is it really three long? Hours and twenty minutes. Oh my God. And it just goes. You hinge. You hinge. On every moment. So, so then why, so why such a claim, and why did it do so well at the frickin' box office? When now, for the first time, I know a few people that have seen the thing, and they have some, nothing nice to say about it. I don't understand this. The, the filmmaking is tremendous. Okay, but who cares? No story. Who cares? There's no story. Yeah. Oh, there's a story. Yeah. If you want to hear it. Oh, yeah. 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 And it's two hours and 42 minutes. Oh, icky. Avatar 2 has now been called out for cultural appropriation and white savior complex. Oh, God. Um, appropriated in a harmful manner to satisfy a white man's savior complex, Chung Sung Jun is, I guess, an Avatar critic accusing film director James Cameron, Cameron of cultural appropriation. Avatar 2, The Way of the Water, uh, director James Cameron uh, is accused of stealing themes, history, and imagery of Native American and indigenous culture for his latest blockbuster. Uh, how can anyone produce a movie these days without not knowing that the woke is going to attack them. Yep. I mean, it has to happen. The sequel, boy, Avatar 1 came out in 2009. Whew, seems like yesterday, don't it, Lori? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. It's about, <laughs> it's about colonizers who attempt to take the land of native people in Cameron's version. Humans have been forced off Earth due to its dwindling resources. Much like, like the first flick, the movie boasts a predominantly all-white cast. What a terrible thing. An all-white cast. Blasphemous. <laughs> Playing the fictional uh, Navy, Naivi, Naivi aliens, minus Zoe Saldana, a black Latina actress, and Cliff Curtis, who is of uh, another descent, 
Native American influencer Yu Bigay is speaking out against the film. Do not watch Avatar. By the way, uh, you're preaching to the choir here, guys. <laughs> Unless you like to sleep. I, wa- I will not be. Wait a minute. So it was, it was all white except for two? Uh, well, the so, first one was. Right. But is Tattoo Dave's mic up? Because I can barely hear yeah. him. Uh, maybe I'm not speaking into it. Um, let's see. So this Begay, who is also <coughs> the co-chair of Indigenous Pride L.A. Oh, God. Oh, just <laughs> another one. Only in L.A. Yeah, Indigenous yeah, Pride. Oh, we got, a lot of, we got a lot of pride in L.A. Oh, a lot of, <laughs> lot of pride. And if you're not on the pride side, then obviously, my friends, you're a hater. <laughs> Oh, man. Indigenous Pride LA joined natives and other indigenous groups around the world in boycotting this horrible and racist film. Mm. Boy, I want to see it now. Are they talking about two now, part two? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The way of the water, my friend. It's all the outtakes of part one. Now, <laughs> plus, plus an extra two hours. Now, it's funny. It's funny. They spell this name two different ways. First of all, it's Begay. The second spelling here is Bengay. <laughs> and I don't know if this is a typo or someone being funny. Uh, Bengay also said that indigenous uh, cultures were appropriated in a harmful manner to satisfy a white man's savior complex. The sequel to Avatar follows colonizers. Okay, I already told you that. But uh, I don't know, because these people are against it, you know, I'd like to give them a few shekels and not even see the movie. Yeah, I may pay for it and just not even go in. Because I have absolutely no interest in seeing these blue creatures. I don't think you'd pay for it and not go in. Yes, you would. Well, to prove a to prove a point, to Out give of spite. But you know, the the funny thing is, you know, they eat their own because James Cameron is n- no righty. This guy ain't on the right. But they no. eat their own, and you can Here's the thing: you cannot sate these people. There is no satisfying their want for attention. So every little minuscule group comes out, and especially in California, every tiny little fraction of a group. And even if the group only has ten club members, they will get attention and probably money from California government. Yeah, I mean that's the way it works. Did the numbers ever come out on? The, did they? Did it? Did it hit what they expected? It was supposed to be... Um, I don't don't know, but Mark C.G. Boyer is looking it up, which means uh, we'll probably get some... uh, Faux bucks. My my girl follows a lot of bloggers. Yeah. All these... Every one of them said the same thing. We brought our kids, and after an hour, they were either asleep or said, can we go home now? You mean the second Avatar? The new one. Yeah. No kidding. asleep, asleep. or can we go home now, Mom? Boring and sleeper. So it's, I mean, is this supposed to be for children? Who the heck, I mean, who? I don't get it. I don't get it either. A three and a half hour movie with, you want a kid to sit there and watch it. It's it's incredible. Yeah, I don't understand this movie. Um, but a, uh, a and guy, it's all CGI. It's all. Yeah, well, no, well, that's the thing. He worked in the film. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, the credits are 30 seconds. Right. So the star, the stars are simply voiceover people. Mm-hmm. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sigourney Weaver is um, 14 years old in this film. She plays a 14-year-old child. Is that right? Yeah. Wow, Sigourney. Mm, go get him. Uh, it says here around $700 million so far. <laughs> and what well, were they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, well, who knows? You know, you'd think that a CGI thing, a cartoony thing, wouldn't cost... It's not cartoon. 
It's not. No, it's no. it's life animated. It's it's yeah. different. It's it's motion capture. If I remember correctly yeah, from the first one, it was it there were actors. <laughs> yeah, there were the, actors. The guy the, he was interacting with the CG. But oh. they were also like, weren't they? They they went into a, they were induced into a coma to get into this world of right. The the, the whole premise is that you can transfer your mind, your your mind, you, your oh, mind into a physical avatar. Oh, and God. interact with the yeah. Lord. But wait, I, yeah, I don't want just to. Just play PlayStation and get over it. <laughs> yeah, right? You know what, yeah. though? They had to pay a lot of money because these actors had to train for months and months to hold their breath with the specialist that taught them how to hold their breath for seven minutes. Nobody came close to seven minutes, but he is a specialist that taught them, and they trained for months on this. <laughs> why? I can't so, understand it. But why? Why? It's a movie. Because yeah, they had to go in the water. They had to go uh, in the water. That the the characters that are underwater as animation are humans. Oh God! I, uh, okay, I, I've I've heard too much about this. Yeah, they're wearing piece of crap. Yeah. It's a movie. Yeah, yeah. Try try acting. Who yeah. was that? Who was the famous uh, Sir Lawrence Olivier? Yes. Dustin told du- told Dustin Hoffman. Yep. Try Dustin acting. Hoffman yeah. in um, the ma- uh, Marathon Man, yep. I believe it was. And Mar- and and Dustin Hoffman. He ran around the block like five times, came back, and he could barely breathe. And and uh, Sir Lawrence said, why are you doing this? He said, because that's in my scene that I, I, I need to act as though I'm out of breath. Method and, acting. And I'm, yeah, and, I, and I, I can barely breathe because that's in the scene. And Sir Lawrence Olivier said, uh, Dustin, try acting. <laughs> try acting. I mean, isn't that what you're supposed to do, damn it? The other great line, too, is, what do you use to get any character? He goes, try your effing check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that goes back to what's my motivation? Uh, the, check. the check. Yeah. yeah, do your gig and shut up. Oh, my God. Uh, good guy Joe Rogan. Bla- and he gets the headlines, and here we sit in this 1876 Virginia City, Nevada-style bar, and I've been saying this all along, but uh, Joe Rogan blasts people treating transgenders like a protected class. He says, what the F are we doing? Have I not been talking about this for the longest time? Rogan says this protected class stuff, he won't even, he said, and won't even refer to them by their biological sex, even if they're rapists and murderers, what the F are we doing? I'm all for people being able to express themselves and live however they want. Don't we say that every week on this show? Yep. And we mean this from our hearts. Do what makes you feel good as long as you're not hurting other people. Uh, he says, uh, however, there was a story that I was reading about the, this woman that brutally murdered and raped this woman and about how unusual it is for a woman to brutally rape and murder another woman. Uh, it how does tur- it happen? It turns out it's not a woman. It's a trans woman. But they have to call it a woman, so they're saying it's a woman. He said, so there, there are people that are phrasing it in the woke speak. He went on to say that it is bananas to phrase it that way and say a woman. See, being woke means you have to lie. Or, I have another take on this. Lori Downey Jr. Maybe it was just a regular guy that said, I feel like a woman. And he always had this thing that he wanted to rape somebody. And he got away with it because he said, I 
relate to being a woman? Uh, well, I doubt that's true because it is in this article that this was a quote-unquote trans woman. Right, but they can say that they feel no, no, trans I, I, no, or whatever. No, I understand that. But it's like a I, weird time. <laughs> it's a really weird you're, time. You're telling me. Yeah. Uh, now, now it ha- now it was his ex, and that was his ex girlfriend that he killed, that he murdered and raped. Mm-hmm. He was a man at the time. He was dating her. Ugh. Like to say, oh, it's so unusual for a woman to do that. It's like, what kind of game are we playing? And Joe, you ask the same questions we ask here on Outlaw Radio. You're talking about a crime. Like that person went to jail and said he was a woman and started banging all the inmates and got two of them pregnant. The person that brutally murdered his mother with a knife, it's, I mean, these are horrible stories. Yeah, they are. So the cops came to the scene, said it was one of the most horrific things they'd ever seen, stabbed her form face down to the bottom of her legs, but you can say you're a woman and all of a sudden you're in a woman's prison. Hang oh on a second. God. They put right. you in a woman's Whoa. prison. Hang on a second. So that's all emotion, right? So that kind of stabbing, if you watch the ID channels like I do, that's all emotion. Yeah. So he was a he and then decided to be a she to stab this person that yeah, that's his a, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah that's a different so a, incident, right. right. Well, uh, well, well, hold on. It's also probably there's a motivation there because oh, yeah. he gets into a lesser prison. Yes. Right, exactly. Yeah. But I'm sure he's isolated. I'm, I'm sure he's isolated. isolated. But, it, but if, you're, if you're a guy, wouldn't you say that, yes, I identify as a woman, so I you go to a female a, prison? Yeah, I thought you were a black woman. Because yeah. you've always said it's a slippery slope, Matt. I, you said once this starts, it's of, never going to end. It will never end. end. Hey, I wonder how Brittany Grainer did her gainer when yeah, did it yeah. did in Russia. Yeah. Hey, how about this? Have you heard anything about her since she's been back? Uh, not, not a, a well, freaking word. Well, one word from uh, what's her name? Uh, 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 Barry, uh, Barrymore. Barrymore. Drew Barrymore? Drew. And I'll get to that. Bru- Let's Drew, get to that. I mean, I'll, it's been crickets. I'll get to Drew Barrymore in a few minutes. Uh, but I'll end this Joe Rogan podcast when when he played a comedian, Derek Lenguinness. Do you know this guy, Mark? You know all the comedians. Derek Lenguinness. I bet you do, and you're just saying no. Uh, who joke? Who joked that he supports trans women participating in women's sports, so long as he's allowed to bet who would win? Yeah, <laughs> go love that. I love that. That's honesty. But my God, man, they they've been categorized. These trans people have been categorized in a protected class. But it are is, they all trans? And, and we're talking about a minute portion yeah. of not even it does it's not even a blip on the radar but yet we pay attention so let me ask you this it, are they all truly trans or are they trying to get away with stuff Lori, how in the trans? hell would i know well that's what it seems like because it is that slippery slope again like you said years ago yeah yeah even if you were a man at the time you <laughs> You're so still, wait a minute. He you, was a man at the time. You still, the crime, yeah. You still have to call him a woman after conviction. Yeah. And why? Why is it so rare for a woman to do this? Because it wasn't a woman. Yeah, and women what, don't. It was a man. Whatever happened to the word transvestite? Or is that illegal to say here? That's only in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I don't know. I, I will tell you this. If if I were a gay man, I'd be protesting this, and I'd be making a deal out of it because they can't. 
They can't. Well, no. They, you have to be trans. Well, we do have, a, you know, our friend in uh, in Bakersfield. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. He will, but he's not on the left. But he, it would, so it he'll would be, speak would the be truth. shooting yourself in the foot. And by the way, he's not trans. He's just a gay guy. Right. You need a trans. And I don't mean just. All right. No, and he's a great guy. Yeah. You need a trans, yeah. Matt. You know what you call a uh, uh, nun who changed sex? Uh, trans sister. We'll be this after back <laughs> on Outlaw Radio. The legend of the phoenix All ends with beginnings Drinking, smoking, interrupting Outlaw Radio